Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. Play ball! It's time for the second game of our radio doubleheader. The third base, that is a fair ball. Manny, an impossible play. Oh, got him! Manny Machado. The inside story on baseball and more. The winning run on second. I mean, who would you want up more than Johnny Trinidad? It's been a magical year for Johnny as he comes into the last game with a 699 average. All right, come on, it's getting dark. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. It's a perfect day for softball here at the stadium. 55,000 on hand for Johnny Trino. Bobblehead day here. I mean, it's a great day for the kids. All fans 16 and under will get one. And can Johnny go for the 700 batting average? Do you ever shut the f*** up? On 1080 The Fan. Welcome to the second hour of the Hot Corner. If you're missing the first hour, you can download that, the Les Schwab Tires podcast at 1080thefan.com or the Odyssey app. And speaking of podcasts, Beers on Us drops tomorrow at 4, same spots. Final episode, Mike and I will be at Pelican and Cannon Beach, so it'll be fun to wrap up with those guys. Uh, so get that. Fair or foul at the bottom of the hour. Uh, but I'd like to start with the big splash of the situation. Known as the trade deadline. The big splash of the situation. <laughs> Mike, the situation had a splash? <laughs> I'm basically saying words without describing anything. Yes. <laughs> you are talking into a microphone as you are desperately trying to figure out why the Timbers got rid of Jeremy Abobasi for money. And that is what's killing me right now, and I'm trying really hard not to derail this show uh, for my guy Jeremy Abobasi getting traded to the San Jose Earthquakes who just scored on the Timbers because Steve Clark made a bonehead move. And that's and that's that's, uh, MLS that's, where we are. that's MLS soccer for you. Uh, I just wish Ebo all the luck in the world, and hopefully, in San Jose, he becomes the true number nine that I want him to be for Team USA. But for whatever reason, Savarese decided to not play him there, and it keeps putting Felipe Mora at the number nine. I don't know, but if Ebo is the starting forward in the 2026 World Cup, I will have his jersey on. Good, good man. I will have his jersey on. If I don't have a Geo Rainier jersey before then. Um, okay, so the big player of the tournament, or of the tournament, the big player of the tread deadline would be the Los Angeles Dodgers trading with the Nationals, with the Washington Nationals to acquire ace Max Scherzer, bona fide Hall of Famer Max Scherzer, and up and coming, all around amazing guy in Trey Turner. The interesting aspect of this is I didn't really think the Dodgers needed. 
a starting pitcher per se. I always kind of knock on their bullpen. I think it's been their biggest struggle uh, in their run over the last better half of a decade. Yeah. And they really didn't do anything to add to their bullpen. They didn't so. do anything to, to add to their bullpen. But if Scherzer's on the table and you can get him, I think you have to, especially because nobody knows what the hell's going on with Trevor Bauer. Well, I, I, I don't think... know. We haven't really talked about that because we don't really like to get into the off the story stuff, off the field stuff. We like to just kind of talk about baseball. What what the what you need to know about that is that Dodgers players don't want Trevor Bauer on the yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, and that's not great. Um, and he just signed like the biggest. Yeah, contract in baseball history for a pitcher or something in terms of money per year. Yeah, and so I I imagine Scherzer has something to do with that. The Trey Turner thing is crazy to me too because it almost feels like Trey Turner was a throw-in. Yeah, but it's like he's it's one like of the you you can have Scherzer, but you have to take Turner. It's like one of the best <laughs> shortstops in the league and one of the fastest players in the league. And he's like I talked about this last week. He's that speed power combo that's so hard to find, and he is that with the most speed in baseball, basically. Yeah. And I was shocked about that because all the whole day, by the way, it was, uh, and you weren't here for that. You were, you were rafting. The report came out that the Padres and Max were going to get Max Scherzer. Okay. It was a deal that was being finalized between the nationals and the Padres. And I was like, well, there's AJ Preller going at it again. You know, that's a good addition to the team. They'd, Blake Snell's not turned out to be as good as you thought he was going to be. Breaks my heart because I like him. Maybe you know, maybe this will be what what kind of works out for him. And then it's like four or five hours go by, and it's nothing. All you hear is close to being finalized, and then you get the notification on your phone: Max Scherzer, Trey Turner going to the Dodgers. And I went. Not only did the Padres not get him, he went to the rival. Yeah. In the division. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. So I, it, it wasn't even just the fact that Dodgers got both. It was the fact that they stole him from the Padres when they was supposedly finalized. Yeah, and that's that's such a such a crazy thing. Like, there's so much to unpack from this. So I guess Scherzer creates your stability by not having Trevor Bauer. Keeps that rotation. That rotation will be Scherzer, Bueller, Kershaw if he's healthy, and then you do the Urias thing again in the playoffs, right? You yeah. know those guys, one, two, three. Yeah, May's out for the year, right? So yeah, he's, May's he's out for the out. year. And you just kind of run it back like you did last year, right? Same idea. Except with Scherzer. Except with Max Scherzer, which you <laughs> thought was going to be Trevor Bauer, but it's Max Scherzer. I mean, Ooh, I think I'd better than Trevor I Bauer. think I'd rather have Max Scherzer than Trevor Bauer also. Yes. Just because one's a psychopath that's the psychopath you like, and one's a psychopath that's the psychopath you don't like. Right. And but the weirdest thing for me is the Trey Turner aspect. And I think what's so weird about it to me is it's now we've got a really clogged infield. And it tells me, it makes me feel strongly that they do not anticipate re-signing Corey Seager. No, I, I think this is proof right here that Seager is, is done this year in L.A. Um, Maybe we could be wrong. Maybe Justin Turner is done. No, I, I've, I've done some reading about Corey yeah. Seager. There is a very strong expectation that the Yankees are going to sign Corey Seager. Oh. Um, like that. That's like something that's been talked about that I've seen on social media. I'm going to start talking about the Mariners signing Corey Seager. Well, the Mariners could obviously do it too. That'd be awesome. Trey Turner is in the last year of his deal. However, he has his fourth year of arbitration this offseason. Which they'll get him. Yes. They'll keep him. So if if Seager's gone, they just replace him with Trey Turner, which... Not bad. Uh, uh, I like Seager more. Basically a one-for-one one 
replacement, in my opinion. I, I agree. I think they're I think they're very similar. They're I close enough to being the they're same close player. Enough. It's just strange to me that we're not even a year removed, and you're giving up on your World Series MVP. I just think they Probably know the what, most underrated shortstop in baseball right now. I think they know what the market's going to be, and I think the Dodgers have put themselves in a precarious position financially with like the luxury tax. Turner's going to be cheaper than Seager by far. Well, at least for a year, yeah. I mean, next, you know, when he's a truly an unrestricted free agent, uh, a year following Seager's deal, he might be more expensive than Seager. But the Dodgers are currently have the biggest payroll in baseball by a long shot. They are hysterically over the luxury tax, so their luxury tax bill is very large. Um, you know, they might not care, and they might be willing to pay all that money. But there's escalators in that. Every year that you're over the luxury tax, you pay exponentially more. Right. So. Teams that go over it who can afford to still try to get under it eventually because it resets the escalators. So I could see this being kind of the move for the Dodgers to say, look, we know we're probably not going to be able to keep Seager. So we're going to get Trey Turner. We're going to get him on arbitration next year. And that gives us a year to kind of try to clear some salary and then decide what we're going to do at shortstop. That's kind of what I think. Yeah. It gives them more options. They're going to need a third baseman too. Yes. Um, so... The thing for the Dodgers, too, is they gave up two really good prospects for this, obviously. They gave up the number one prospect. They've had a loaded farm system for a while now. Hebert Ruiz is a catcher. He's gone. They got Will Smith. And they gave up Josiah Gray, who is already starting for the Nationals. He he got traded and is instantly a starting pitcher for them (laughs) and pitched well in his first start, by the way. He was their number one pitching prospect, I believe. Like I think he was ranked three or four. And they got so they got their first and fourth best prospect, but they got their best hitting and their best pitching prospect for Scherzer and Turner. So the Nats got a fair deal out of this. I yeah, think. I think that's a fair deal. The fact that the for those two guys, yeah, yeah. The fact that the Dodgers gave up one and four, and the Blue Jays gave up two and four, <laughs> and the Dodgers got Max Scherzer and Trey Turner, and the Blue Jays got <laughs> Jose Barrios. That is mind blowing. That is that is mind blowing. Well, we'll see. If the Dodgers win the World Series and either Max Scherzer or Trey Turner are the World Series MVP or have massive, you know, performances for them, I, I'm going to get pissed off. Why? Uh, I don't like it that egregious. I think there's a very big difference, in my opinion, between signing every free agent and making smart trades. Yeah, I suppose Do- that's fair. That's the a Dodger, good point. The Dodgers got two great players, but did have to give up two of their best prospects for it. They're not doing what the Yankees did of old, which was buy everybody and still lose. Right. They they are doing it the correct way, where they've made smart trades. They built a good farm system. You know, every guy they bring up is somehow a great major league contributor, and you know this is trades. Yeah, and this, this is Isaac said this yesterday. He's like, he's like, aren't you tired of the Dodgers doing this? I'm like, they still had to tra- they had to give up people for this. Like, they didn't steal Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. Yeah, it's surprising they got both. Is it annoying <clears throat> that it's the Dodgers because they're clearly the best team in baseball in terms of talent? Um, maybe a little bit, sure, but and they, and they it's, had, it's not like they're just out there getting every free agent. And they had to pay for for Mookie Betts. Yeah, they paid a lot for Mookie Betts. Well, Verdugo was a big prospect for them. I, I think the Mookie Betts trade was a bit of a steal, but yes, it was I a think trade. It was a bit of steal, but yes, they still had to pay yeah. for him. They still gave up one of their top guys for him. Did, should the Red Sox have gotten more? Yes. Um, but they still had to pay for it. And then they do things with guys like, you know, Justin Turner and Max Muncy and Chris Taylor. These guys are nobodies. 
<laughs> and then they, they sign them. Until they come up. Yeah. And they're hella good. Like, how does that happen? <laughs> I'm not sure. Chris Taylor's turned into like this incredible, can play everywhere on the field, but hit 300 guy. It's insane. Yeah. And I watched that guy for years in Seattle and he was terrible. Yeah. Absolutely terrible. <laughs> now he's hitting for power. Like, what's going on here, Chris? Anyway, anyway. So we'll see how the Dodgers Meanwhile, play out. Their biggest flaw. It's not their bullpen. It's their manager. It's their, it's their, oh my gosh. It's like, how, why, how do all of these good teams have terrible managers? I just don't get it. I just don't get it. All right, when we come back, it's time for me to say, ha ha, told you so, and also a chance for us to rip on a failure of an organization. Colorado Rockies are next, baby. Buckle up. The hot corner zone, Colorado Rockies, coming up, baby. It's 814, 1080 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Ivacic on for Steve Clark as he looks as he's pulled for what appears to be an apparent injury. Timbers down 1-0 the 40th minute. I'm going to go with Ivacic's Croatian. Okay. My World Cup uh, cultural knowledge kicks into play. That sounds Croatian to me. You mean, you mean the Euros? Was he playing for Croatia? No, no, no. It's just every one of those dudes, their, ends, their, their last oh. names end in IC. There's a lot of countries that have a lot of that, though. Oh, I'm going to guess Croatia. What's his first name? I don't know. Starts with an A. It's like Alexev, something like that. Ivacic? Ivacic. Alias Ivacic. There you go. Ah, you are wrong. He is from the same country as Luka Doncic. Slovenia. Slovenia. Dang it. They are right close together. I believe they used to be one country, but, you know, war and genocides and all that stuff. He's got three of the same accent over his letters of his names. That's dope, dude. Over the Z in his first name and the two Cs, there's a little U. I wish I, I, wish I had that. Does that mean it? it's like all y'all? No idea. <laughs> no idea. I got, there's this great text that came across the text line, 503-250-1080. I think it's super interesting how the different leagues value their players. NBA's second-round pick is almost worthless. NFL, a good vet, is worth a fourth round. MLB are usually trades for prospects. I'm curious what the hit rate of those prospects is. Like, is that trade that got a second and fourth prospect, how likely is it one of those turns into a rotation player, starter, or all-star? It's a really interesting question. Yeah, I it's responded. It's an interesting way to think about it, too. I responded to him. It is interesting. Like, you see good players traded for random NFL draft picks all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I don't have a number in front of me or anything, but... It does seem like recently a lot of players who are considered top prospects are becoming at least regular rotation guys. Mm-hmm. And by, I, I shouldn't say rotation, regular everyday players. 
depending on your position. Like the scouting is so advanced right now that it's unless you're a complete tool and blow it up yourself, you should be on the path. Yeah, it's pretty rare that a guy who comes up with super big hype doesn't become something important on a team. Um, I mean, it's easy to look at like the Vlad Guerrero Juniors and the Boba Shets and right. the Shohei Otani's, all these guys who me like Wander Franco a lot. Yeah, uh, and he's looked good in his his early start as he well. Can tell he's a stud athlete. Yeah, I mean he's he's not like lighting the world on fire, but right. he's got this. You, you can tell he's going to be something special. So it's just I, I don't know. I just I do think that it's almost like the best time to trade for prospects now because a lot of them are panning out. Mm-hmm. And and we've seen. And if you just look at it from the business side, too, we've seen the financial gains from these guys turning so quick. Like, how much money is the Bra- have the Braves made off Acuna already? And Albies, yeah. You know, how much money are the Blue Jays making off of Vladdy right now already? Mm-hmm. The Angels and Otani. The Padres got Tatis to agree to a 10-year deal now. And I can't, I can't stop seeing him everywhere. Television, ads on Twitter. Like you name it, they you get a guy that hits right now, and they will blow up in baseball. Although now Tatis might be out for the year. Oh uh, yeah, but but you know what I mean. It's like the Madden curse. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. And so it's interesting because then 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 you slide over. And the reason I bring it up because it is it is curious to see the value of trades and it, and and what is worth it. To then see somebody basically say, we will take compensatory picks instead of actual talent that's been scouted and evaluated in the Colorado Rockies, who did not trade John Gray, who was going to walk, and did not trade Trevor Story, who was probably the prized free agent of the whole trade deadline. Right? Yep. Trevor Story was probably the prize. It would it would seem so, yes. The winning hog as they would say. So for them to not get anything, I understand you don't want to get fleeced. I understand, you know, we don't want this Pau Gasol to Lakers trade all over again. You want to get something. But to get nothing, that's a failure. Yeah, I mean, bravo to you. You called it. You you left the two days before the trade deadline, and you said, next week when we sit here, I guarantee you, the Rockies have not traded Trevor Story. And I was like, God, they got to trade him. That seems so ridiculous. And they didn't. Yeah. And- All I saw was that no teams were willing to meet their asking price, which means the Rockies must have had an exorbitant price for a two-month rental player with no guarantee of him staying after this, this postseason. And part of me saying that was because, you know, I've seen them do stupid things. The Nolan Arenado deal, you know. How they botched David Dahl coming up from the farm system. You know, all this stuff. They they had this long run of making mistakes. So part of it was based on that. But the other part of it was just, honestly, Mike, to be funny. In in the sense of, like, there's no way they don't. There's no way they're that dumb. Yeah, but I'll do it because I'm going to hear make fun of the Rockies. I didn't expect to be right. You know, it's like I was like, I'll bet you the Mariners get Trey Turner. It was like that kind of thing. Like, if it hits, it hits. But I'm kind of just joking, trying to have good radio. I didn't think they would actually do nothing. Yeah, all they did was they traded Michael Givens to the Reds. Cool. They had John Gray. They had Trevor Story. All available. 
frankly, the Rockies have had some young players come up and play pretty well, hit pretty well for them. You could have filled those spots with your own guys. Yeah. So I just, I don't get it. The The old GM has been fired mm-hmm. or he stepped down. Jeff Burdick or however you say his name. Right. He was the one who did the awful Nolan Arenado trade. Um, they They replaced him. And I guess I, I remember reading a really deep dive on the Rockies after the Arenado trade because I was so curious why they just mm-hmm. bungled it so poorly. I mean, I guess it goes all the way up to ownership. Like, it's it's just, I tweeted this. I think the, the Rockies have got to be the most poorly run franchise we've seen in many years. They're being exposed right now. I don't think we knew it until the Arenado thing went down, and then this is just planted. Like, story's gone. Story, story, story was so mad he didn't get traded, he sat out the next game. Like, you're not keeping Trevor Story. Now, oh, we'll take the compensatory picks. Cool, bro. Great. You could have gotten for Trevor Story, like, a top five prospect from somebody, if not more. If not more. For a rental. And that's, and- that's the problem is that I think he's a rental and everyone knew they needed to trade him, so nobody was willing to give what the Rockies were asking for because the Rockies were – at least in the other team, other teams' minds, they were probably like, "Oh, the Rockies have to trade him." Mm-hmm. So we're not give. I don't even know what they were asking for, but let's say they were asking for like two of your top five prospects for Trevor Story, right? Teams are looking at that, going, "Why? You need to get rid of him." Yeah, I'll give you maybe one. I'll give you maybe our fifth best prospect and our tenth best prospect. And but I'm not giving you one in three. Yeah, no, not for a guy who's probably not staying for two years after these two months. Give you one in three if you throw in John Gray as well. Maybe, you know, <laughs> right. like the Scherzer Turner deal. Right. So I don't know what they were asking for, but the fact that they wouldn't budge off their asking price with the with the knowledge that they would lose him for basically nothing is astonishing to me. Well, yeah. And 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 let's think about it, you know, from the player's perspective of the people on the Rockies. Obviously, you don't want to lose Trevor Story. You don't want to lose the best player in your team. But let's also be honest. You've had conversations with Trevor. You travel with him. You know he's going to leave. So if you're there for the next few years, if you're a young player under control, you want Trevor to get traded to hopefully get better. So now where's your head? And second of all, I just went through with something like this with a shortstop. My favorite player in baseball is Francisco Lindor. Mm-hmm. He was traded to the Mets for some garbage. And we knew we had to trade him because he was going to walk. We knew we had to get something. We didn't get much. I was really frustrated. Not at Frankie, obviously. Just frustrated the situation. Frustrated that we had crappy owners and we're a small market. And the Mets fleeced us to touch because they knew they were going to get him no matter what. But this isn't Trevor's story. Like, if Frankie knows he needs to be dealt, doesn't get dealt, and just sits there and then walks, I'm not a fan of the Indians. Like, that is some that is some all-time, I am done. Yeah. I am out of here. People want to say that right now about Neil O'Shea, and I understand I'm, I'm with a lot of the fans out there and our frustration with the Blazers and the GM situation and our roster construction. I'm I'm with you on that. But we still have Damian Lillard. We still have CJ McCollum. Hopefully not for long. We still have good players. The Rockies at the beginning of next season will have nothing 
and nothing to show for it. That is inexcusable. Yeah. It's, it's cannot happen. It's negligent is what it is. It's yes. Yes. It's negligent. And I would look into it. If I were, if I was the players union, I'd look into it. If I'm major league baseball, I would look into it. It's amazing because I bet you it's the parallels to old shade today are very funny, but I know I don't even mean to. They're just, he's just, he's just not great. so relevant to everything we've been talking about. Timber Woo-hoo. scored. Right before, uh, right before the death. Hey, That's look cool. at that. Hey, it's the it's the number nine. It's the number nine. Felipe Mora. Look at that. Um, the parallels are interesting because if you look at the Rockies, I have a weird fascination with following them because they play as them in Miami will be the show franchise. And we're huge Nolan Arenado fans, yes. so we always you know watch them and rooted for them. But I always look at their box score because they've got a bunch of guys that I've traded in my franchise and they still have them on the team. Mm-hmm. Like Ryan McMahon's having a very good year for them. Yeah, he's a young player. Rymel Tapia is a young player for them in the Alpha who's having a good year for them. Um, Sam Hilliard's a young player who's having a decent year for them has come up and hit some home runs. Nice goal. They've got guys who are who who are playing well. And I almost wonder if the team's looking at this and going, So what we lose Trevor Story? Look at all this young talent we have. Don't care. And I'm like, Don't I, care. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is yeah. that's the parallel to Olshea. It's like it's not roster construction. So yeah, Trevor Story can walk, but or yeah. Like Damian Lillard will walk. We're not going to make the team better. The team's great. It's the same kind of thought. It's negligence. It's it's an asinine, completely boneheaded way of logic. And if that is your way of logic, you don't deserve to have that job. You don't deserve to be in sports. In fact, you should be banned for life from the stadium. Wow. Yeah, dude, you can't do that. <laughs> you know, I can't, you know, I can't. I can't be a CEO at a, you know I don't want to sound like coward here but I can't be a CEO at a Fortune 500 country and Ooh, a country sorry sorry Freudian slip <laughs> uh at a, at a at a company and let my best talent walk without trying to keep them that's bad business knowing you are going to suffer drastically without it, that's bad business it's not even bad sports it's just bad business and so you can stick with the Rockies Mike and you can keep following them, but they are no longer on my radar. I no longer vote to have the Rockies as one of our fan favorites of the hot corner anymore. Well, just be fan favorites of Miami will be the show Rockies, okay? I will do that. That's the best I can do. We're 84 and 38 in mid-August. It's bad enough that they got purple, <laughs> and you know how I feel about purple. Ooh, I love purple. <sighs> love it. But I'll, I'll try. Nolan Arenado leads the league with homers with 45 on my Rockies team <laughs> in mid-August. I lead the league in home runs, actually. Oh, I be. Trevor Story, second with 38. Pat Falaika, now an Oriole, third <laughs> with 37. <laughs> All right, when we come back, fair or foul is next. But first, there's Mike with sports. Foul on the hot corner on 1080 The Fan. Timbers earthquakes tied 1-1 at halftime. Felipe Mora with the, with the goal to tie the game. Suck on that, Boba C joking i miss you ebo i love you to death without further ado mike lynch at the helm today for fair or foul i thought this was fascinating this i saw on the yankees broadcast yesterday they have good trivia questions once a game cedric mullins currently leads the major leagues in hits he's actually tied with adam frazier with 130 hits interesting if he does finish the season leading the majors in hits he will be the fourth player to lead the majors in hits on a last place team who are the other three? 
two players did it twice. One player did it once. Ichiro Suzuki. Correct. That is one. 2008-2010, he did it for the Mariners. Miguel Cabrera. No. Alex Rodriguez? Mm-mm. One of these is a legend. Tony Gwynn. Yes. He did it twice as well for the Padres. The final one, you're never going to get it. But it is, I'm going to give you a couple of hints. Okay. It was not the team he is most known for playing for. Okay. But it is late 90s, early 2000s, best leadoff hitter in baseball. Very small, always on base, really bad facial hair. Kenny Lofton? No. Good guess, though. It's funny, the team he's most known for also could have been the answer to this trivia question, but they were actually quite good when he was the there. The Flying Hawaiian. No. Another decent guess. He would never leave the league of hits, though. Uh, I don't know. Juan Pierre. Juan Pierre. I was trying to think of the best leadoff hitter, and Juan Pierre got on all the time, and he did have a couple great years of hits. So He was like an early fantasy baseball guy for me. You know him from the Marlins. From the Marlins, yes. But the trivia answer is when he was on the Cubs in 2006, he led uh. the league in hits and finished in last because the Cubs sucked. <laughs> oh, no, we suck again. <laughs> I almost dropped in a... Has a very French last name. <laughs> oh, Pierre. Oh, Pierre. Oh, oui. Oh, Okay. This is an interesting fantasy baseball World question. World Series champion, Juan Pierre. That is true, 2003. Him and Luis Castillo atop that lineup. The old school one-two. The little singles hitters that set up for the middle of the order. Now the best hitter always hits second. Derek Lee at three, Miggy at four. Is that what it was? Is that what it is? Maybe. Or maybe Miggy at three, Derek Lee at four. Was Miggy still there in 03? I don't think he was. Yeah, he, that's his World Series title. Is that his World Series title? It wasn't the 97? No, one? he's not 97. Too okay. young. <laughs> Miguel Cabrera has not been playing. It's 2021. He has not been playing in the league since 1997. Okay. He's in the league for 23 years, 24 years. I believe you. I'm just, I don't think it's as ridiculous as you're saying. Okay. When did he start? Like 2001? I think 2003 is his rookie year. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. At least in our league, but I think in many fantasy leagues, a very important stat has become holds. Holds, yes, holds. Patrick is usually pretty good at this stat. I'm very good at this yeah. stat this year. Who is leading the major leagues in holds? Leading the major leagues in holds. Oh, my God, I have no idea. Basically, like, who's the best setup guy in the right, this right. year? <laughs> um, usually, I would go with, like, a Tony Watson. Yeah, no. Um, it's actually a pitcher. You're gonna you're gonna be like, oh, that makes sense. He's a former closer. Okay. Uh, he has not been healthy and or closing very much recently. All of a sudden, he's become an insanely fast tinkerball pitcher. Feels like it came on randomly, but former closer. I believe he used to be on the Oakland A's. I don't know. And correct, he was formerly on the Oakland days. It is Blake Trinan on the Dodgers. Blake Trinan, I love Blake Trinan too. With a 98 mile an hour sinker, 22 holds, leads the league in holds. I like Blake Trinan a lot. I don't know why he's not the closer for the Dodgers. Probably because uh, Dave Roberts is their manager. Yep, that'd be it. 
Number two is A.J. Minter on the Braves. He has 20 holds. He also has a 4.86 ERA, so Yikes. I don't understand. Uh, Tyler Rogers, the submariner for the do- or for the Giants, is third with 19. He's been awesome. He Makes has a 198 ERA. Makes sense. That bullpen is good. Uh, Giovanni Gallegos for the Cardinals has 18. And then Adam Adovino has 17 holds. Look at Adovino. What's his ERA? 3.74. Kind of Adam Adovino-y. I thought this was interesting. So, in terms of the worst seven averages, actually, sorry, the worst six averages in Major League Baseball. Batting. Batting averages for teams. Ooh. Two of them are division leaders. Can you name them? Two of them are division leaders. I'm going to go with the New York Mets. No. Ooh. Oh, really? They are 19th. They have a 235 average. Jesus. 19 to 235. Good gravy. Your Seattle Mariners are dead last. <laughs> with a 221 average. Um, it, is, it is not the Red Sox. Correct. They are fourth. It is not the Astros. Correct. They are first. It is. 267 is first place. Pretty good for a team batting average. Actually. The Milwaukee Brewers. They are the worst of the division leaders. They are 27th. At 228. And I I mean, the San Francisco Giants? No. Are they Giants the number two? So it's the White Sox? Ninth is 245, by the way. No, so, the White Sox are seventh at 250. So who are the bottom two? Who am I missing here? The Rays. The Rays aren't division leaders. Yes, they are. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I assume the Red Sox still had it. I forgot the they've Rays been on a free the Red fall. Sox. I yeah. forgot they've been in a little free fall. Rays 233 average. Oh, shame on me. I would have totally picked the Rays. I didn't know they were leading. This is what happens when you go out of town. I come back, I'm like, what the hell's going on? Uh, I thought that was pretty interesting for sure. That is wild. Now, it's funny. It's wild that ninth is 245. Right. What's funny is that this continues to prove the point of pitching wins because if you look at the bottom pitching ERAs, You have to go all the way up to 21st for a team in contention for the playoffs. And that's the Reds. Oh. Who have a 4-5-4 ERA. So the best pitching staffs are the winners, but the best hitting staffs aren't. Here, okay. Or or the worst hitting. Here's a good reverse question for you, okay? I'm going to go all the way down to, to 14th in ERA. Okay. The top 14 teams. In ERA this year are playoff contenders. Wow. Except for one. They are in fourth in Team ERA, and they are in dead last. Who is it? Fourth in Team ERA, and they are dead last in their division. The answer is the Texas Rangers. No. Oh, man, I just thought Kyle Gibson might have held that together for them. The Texas Rangers are 24th. <laughs> um, do, do, do. This is going to surprise you. Is it the Baltimore Orioles? It is not. They are last. Oh, yikes. No, I don't know then. Would you like to take a stab at the Baltimore Orioles team ERA? 4-6. That's worse than Biggs? That's worse than the Biggs. Diamondbacks, 5-3-6. Pirates, 5-0-3. Twins, 5. It is the Miami Marlins. You consider the Marlins, oh, oh, yeah, because they're out of it. Oh, but their staff is that good. Even without Sixto and some of those studs? Well, Trevor Rogers has been insanely good. Yes. 
Uh, Sandy Alcantara has been very good. And their bullpen's been sexy good. They have the fourth best ERA in baseball at 3-5-3. Whoa, why don't you start holding on to some hitters and quit trading them? Can you name the top three ERAs? Top three ERAs. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with the San Francisco Giants. They are third, 3-3-9. I'm going to go with the Chicago White Sox. They are seventh. Oh, they've been struggling lately. Um, Oakland Athletics. They are ninth. I don't know. Dodgers are one. Okay. With a 3-1-8. Brewers are two. Ah, Brewers are two. That makes sense. With a 3-3-3. They're a team full of relievers. Yes. They have no starters. Even their starters are relievers. No, they've got two elite starters. Nah, those guys are relievers. That became starters. Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns? Yeah. Well, maybe not Corbin Burns, but Woodruff's a reliever that became a starter. I I think this right here, we should remember this whenever we talk about how teams are built. Seriously. The top 14 ERAs minus the Marlins, top 13. Dodgers, Brewers, Giants, Padres, Rays, White Sox, Mets, A's, Astros, Yankees, Blue Jays. That's 12. Braves, 13. Red Sox, 14. Cardinals, 15. And then a steep drop-off to Cubs, Nats, Mariners, Phillies, Indians, Reds, Tigers, Rockies, Rangers, Angels, Royals, Twins, Pirates, Diamondbacks, Orioles. It's it's like it's crazy. There's your playoff that's contenders that's right how, there. That's how you win baseball it's games. A, it's ERA. And I think this is why, even though I was never a pitcher as a kid or any good with anything at that matter, I think this is why I've always loved pitching because I know at the end of the day, it's how you win games. And I think this is also why teams are willing to say screw it with average because this is what matters more. This is what matters most. Get some clutch guys in some timely situations and then boom. That's it. That's fair or foul. That's fair or foul. Thank I feel you, like sir. That was the best one that we've done in this. Yeah, in this that was version. good. I enjoyed that. Um, not because I live in the Northwest, but I think that Ichiro was kind of obvious. You know, of like this well, guy. It made you sit there and think for a minute. It did. It did. But at least in my brain, I was like, "Who's the best hitter that's been on crappy teams?" That was a good Tony Gwynn pull. That that's something like it's obvious, right? But. You don't think of Tony Gwynn being on bad teams. You just think of him always getting hits. Right. You think of you think of that World Series run against the Yankees in the 90s. But outside of that, they weren't very good. Outside no. of Trevor Hoffman and Tony Gwynn, there aren't <laughs> there uh, aren't a line of superstar San Diego Padres. Are you upset about Brian Giles? Ken Caminiti? Hell yeah, man. Brian Giles, Indians farm system. Hmm. All right, we also come- probably Roids. Most definitely Roids. <laughs> All right, when we come back, we'll wrap this bad boy up the hot corner. Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. This is the hot corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Excuse me, he looks really hot. It's 8.50 here as we wrap this bad boy up. You know what? We, we, we were looking, we were talking about Theo Epstein and what Theo Epstein's up to now. I was incorrect. Uh, In January of this year, MLB hired Epstein as a consultant for on-field matters, quote-unquote, according to the Wikipedia page, which is weird. It sounds like he gets paid to do nothing, like Joe Torre. (laughs) He gets paid to, like, every once in a while make a decision. Yeah, he, like, goes to a game and waves at people. I'm kind of – at first, my first thought was, like, man, that's a really big step down. And I'm like, wait a minute. You've been on the phone – probably your entire career up until this point, constantly stressing and thinking and you're at every game. You've brought back two two storied franchises from death and won them a world series. One of them, you got two and set them up for the future. And in theory, he set up the Cubs for the future too. It's time to chill. 
It's time to chill. It's, it's like what Joe Torre did. Hey, you won multiple World Series. You want you want to do this now? You want to just hang out? Cool. <laughs> you, want, you want to make decisions about player suspensions? All right. Check the family that he's from, that he comes from. Theo Epstein? Yeah. Do you know anything about these? I know nothing. All right. I'll walk you through it. Johnston. He has a twin brother, Paul, who is a social a high school social worker in Massachusetts. Okay. His grandfather, his great uncle, along with another guy, won Academy Awards for the screenplay of a little movie called Casablanca. Oh, okay. So his family had some money then, if that's the case. His father heads the creative writing program at Boston University. Okay. Wow, look at the Epstein family. His mother opened a clothing store. His sister is a screenwriter and television producer. Mm. On January 12th... Did a long-lost cousin uh, not commit suicide? On on January 12th in 2007... Sorry, is that important? (laughs) He married his wife. They have two kids. An initial report from the Boston Globe said that the site of the wedding was on was at Nathan's famous hot dog stand in Coney Island. Really? Later, the <laughs> sports writer published a correction noting that he'd fallen for a prank by Theo's dad. Oh, I was like, there's no way. It was never released where he got married, but the Boston Herald later published a story claiming the wedding took place on Red Sox owner John Henry's yacht in St. Thomas. Jesus. <laughs> if that's not some BDE, I don't know what is. Dude doesn't need to do anything, and he still took two teams to World Series two anyway. World Series for the Red Sox, one for the Cubbies, and that's his life. Wow. And he's good looking. Good to be Theo Epstein. And he's not even 50. I mean, he might be, but you know what I mean? He's like the kid. Let's see how old he's 47. He's not 50. <laughs> I got three rings. I'm, I'm the great. I'm the second greatest GM in the history of Major League Baseball. And I went to, he went to Yale and USD School of Law, San Diego. Damn. So he even lived in San Diego for like six years doing law school. Yeah. This dude's a legend. Absolute legend. You think he's insufferable? Probably he's insufferable, right? If you've had all of this going for you, you're good looking. You're from a family of like movie people who have money. You got married on a yacht. You're massively successful. Tough to say. He He's seems like be a, a nerd. D-bag, right? He seems like a nerd though, more than a D-bag. Well, but you can be an insufferable nerd. Just look at me. <laughs> you said it. Wow. Is Theo the second best GM of all time? Yeah. Who's who's best in your mind? I, I give it to Cashman. I mean, Cashman kind of of all time. Cashman kind of changed the game. I think. I think the GM position probably, I don't know enough about the GMs of the olden teams. Yeah, like, me neither. Cause it feels like it was less of an important position. Well, right? and everything changes once free agency is a real thing. Yeah. But like with Brian Cashman, he he has this core group of young players and then finds the right vets to throw in on top of it. Yeah. You know, like David Cohn and, and Wells. Yeah, Tina Martinez. He's made He's made savvy moves even after that. He's, you know, he had the pressure of George too. Yeah. Which was probably debil- debilitating for him imagine that guy was insufferable yeah imagine where the yankees would be if he didn't have to follow george's stupid rules um but who knows maybe george's stupid rules created that also potentially true yeah i mean i might even put him over brian cashman solely because 
he took two teams who had 100-plus-year World Series droughts and won them World Series. Like, Brian Cashman took over a Yankees team that hadn't won in a long time, but was still a very storied franchise. And had the infrastructure. I mean, the Red Sox weren't known as big spenders. That Manny Ramirez thing kind of caught people off guard. So I, I might give him number one, to be honest with you. Interesting. Interesting. Do you think he comes back? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think he's done. I think he looks at it and says, that was cool. I'm out of here. Here is a Bleacher Report ranking MLB's top 10 GMs. Of all time? Um, I don't know what year this is from because Theo is not on here. This is from 2015. Okay. Theo Epstein's an honorable mention. Um, seems a little wrong. Number Also hasn't won it with the Cubs yet. Number one is John Mosliak from the Cardinals. Hmm. Number two is Brian Sabian from the Giants. Good call. Number three is Billy Bean. Also good call. Number four is Brian Cashman. Interesting. Number five, Dave Dombrowski of the Tigers. Clearly not emphasizing World Series. Clearly not emphasizing World Series. However, um, all of those teams did. Well, not all of them. Most of them made World Series. Cardinals won one. Giants won three. Yankees won four. Uh, Tigers made a World Series. In 2017, Fortune Magazine ranked Theo Epstein as the number one world's greatest leader. That'll do it for us. Mike and I will be back next week. This is the Hot Corner. Go do something I would do. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.